we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Under the Old Testament law, some of us couldn't have made it. Well, none of us could have made it. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was hardcore. But y'all understand, I taught this lesson before how God is so far from us. It took Jesus to bridge the gap for us because trying to be like God is impossible. We can't be like him. So he, Christ, bridged the gap to bring grace to cover the areas that we can't attain uh, because God is God and he's perfect and we can't be that. Amen. So uh, we understand that the law was to teach us things, extreme things, uh, to show us how extreme God was so that we would understand the requirements for us to try to live up to him and not miss his mark, which was that's what sin is missing God's mark. Okay. So under the Old Testament law, it was a sin to handle the dead or touch things associated with dead things. So you couldn't handle a dead body. You couldn't touch anything dead if you were a part of God's people, if you were one of God's people, because they considered that he considered that unclean. Now, the beauty of God is he's so wise and God's wisdom is just beyond us. And God was setting this up. It was physical in the law, but it was representative of us touching things spiritual. Now, if you like me, I ain't finna touch no dead body, no way, in the physical. Okay? But he was really showing that it wasn't touching the dead body that would contaminate you. He was just using that metaphorically. It is a metaphor. To show that it, um, it, it, it represented... M- touching dead things or unclean things. Okay? Did I lose y'all? Yeah, so in your life, God doesn't want you messing with unclean things. Right? He don't want you to touch unclean things. What are unclean things? Things that are unclean according to God's holiness and his righteousness. But under this law, you know, he was showing it to you with food. He was showing it to you with dead things. He was showing it to you with all of these different things which, you know, uh, uh, were represented representative of the unclean things that would be in our lives today, which would be things that are sinful, okay? Numbers 19.11 says, He that touches the dead body of any man shall be unclean for seven days. Now, that don't mean you caught something from the dead body. He was representing the fact that you needed cleansing because you were in the presence of something that was dead. You were handling something that was dead, so you needed cleansing. That's why baptizing people originally was Jewish cleansing. Yeah, it was Jewish cleansing where they would clean you from, you know, uh, unclean things originally in the Old Testament. and the New Testament, when people were saved, baptism represented the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And, of course, the drowning of the demons, like I told you in part 12, Okay. So that, that happened after Christ, but prior to Christ uh, and prior to John the Baptist, it was Jewish cleansing. Am I right, Jewish lady? Thank you. <laughs> so if you touch the dead body of any man, you shall be unclean for seven days and you would have to be cleansed. Eating, even eating the blood of dead things was forbidden because it symbolized ritualistic death and was a testament of being Dead. So you don't take the blood of something that's dead because the blood is the life of a thing. 
according to the Bible. So if, if the thing is dead and you eat the blood of it, you are eating dead blood. So you are, uh, that's a testament of you taking in dead and being dead. Leviticus 7 and 26. Moreover, ye shall eat no manner of blood, whether it be of fowl or of beast in any of your dwellings. So don't eat blood because back then blood was a testament of being dead. So if you ate the death of something through the blood, you were considered dead. It was a ritual. That's why every satanic ceremony when you get high up in masonry whatever you in that involves the devil you're going to have to drink somebody's blood and that's the beauty of Jesus through, the, through our sacrament of communion we just drink something that represents the blood because it ain't really the blood anyway but the devil like no no <laughs> Why does it always got to be blood and feces and junk when it's the devil? The devil just nasty. That's what it is. He, that's, he's, he's just nasty. So, eat no manner of blood. Don't eat. Look at somebody say, don't eat blood. This is why the blood of sheep was used to symbolize a sacrificial death of our old man. Eventually, Christ would come and use his blood to pay for the sins of those that follow him. So, they used to use bulls, goats, sheep, use the blood, and do the ceremony representative of what would happen eventually through Christ. Amen. Because the Bible tells us later on that the blood of bulls and goats or whatever could not suffice. It's just not eternal. So you needed an eternal being's blood, which was Jesus Christ, a sinless being. Y'all still with me? Hebrews 10 and 10. By the which will we are sacrificed through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for how many? All. This is why we don't try to keep the Old Testament law. Okay? Whenever folks get off, they always go start trying to keep the law. I never understood that because they think there's only 10 of them. That sounds real easy. Just keep the 10. Yeah, 600. 700, really. They just they focus on the 10, and usually that's narrowed down to just the Sabbath. They'll keep that Sabbath, boy. Got in a call to do one time. Hey, Doc, you still having church on Sunday? It's like, yeah, I'm going to keep on having church on Sunday. Oh, man, you, you know, it really, you know, Saturday, you know, that's the true Saturday. And then turn on the radio and playing uh, Tupac. So do you play Tupac on Saturdays? That's so inconsistent. That's just dumb. Why are you trying to keep a day, but you ain't keeping nothing else? Boy, unless you keep all 600, don't be trying to keep them. Well, so what, we supposed to do whatever we want to do? Did I say that? No, we live holy and righteous. All we got to do is really live by the two that Jesus said. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, and love our neighbor as ourself. If you do that, you've done it all. Can I preach in here? Don't be coming to me. Oh, bro, you better keep them. It's foolishness. Amen. And man, the folk that keep the Sabbath are the cussingest people. Like, do you cuss on Saturday? 
Why all the new religions, folk got to cuss? I think they're creating religions just so they can cuss. When we touch or reawaken our dead man and his deeds, we are handling dead things. This is what it was all symbolic over. The dead man, you know the dead man, the man that you put to death when you came to Christ. The man you said you would no longer be. That's the dead man. That man is supposed to be dead. His works are dead. His works got you nowhere. His works got you. Did his works get you nowhere? Living like that got you nowhere. Pain and suffering and foolishness. That was your life following dead works. So when we reawaken this dead man, we are handling dead things. This can contaminate our lives and cause us to hinder our progress in life. So just like symbolically touching the dead man made you unclean, spiritually, if you awaken the dead man in your life, it can contaminate other things. Galatians 5 and 7. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? So Paul is telling Galatians, man, y'all was doing good. What happened? Look at somebody and say, what happened? What happened? You were doing good. What happened? You had the dead man in check. You had him in his place. You had left those things alone. What happened? Touching the unclean things of our dead man can cause things in our life that are alive to die. So when you touch or awaken the dead man, he can kill other stuff. This is why we are to put away the deeds of our dead man and not succumb to his deeds again. 2 Corinthians 6 and 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and do what? Touch not the what? The unclean thing. What is the unclean thing? Anything that's unclean. Anything that leads to sin. That's why I don't understand say folks that listen to music cussing them out. I don't understand. I saw Kurt Franklin and his wife doing the In My Feelings Drake Challenge. So you know me, before I say anything, I'm going to Google the lyrics and see what Drake is talking about. And why is he, is he in his feelings? He's always in his feelings, but what is it this time? And I've read them lyrics, and the, the lyrics were so pornographic, Deacon. X-rated. Then had the nerve to have Lil Wayne say something in it, and somebody, and it was filthy. And I said, is this a preacher of the gospel? dancing to a song that is vulgar and foul. Can a child of God even do that? Is that not a contradiction? Let's read the scriptures. We'll just see what the scriptures say because somebody ain't listening. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye what? Separate. separate. So is, is it separate from Drake? I think so. Because Drake has unclean things. 
He's rapping about promiscuity, vulgar, degrading women, degrading himself, profane. All the stuff the Bible calls sin is in his song. So would that make the song unclean? Who disagrees? Raise your hand. So the song ain't unclean? If unclean lyrics are in the song, is the song unclean? Wait, wait. If they saying unclean stuff in the song, is the song unclean? Is there a way to make the song clean if the lyrics are unclean? When you go on iTunes, it gives you the option to be able to see certain songs. And it calls the songs with explicit content, the songs that don't have explicit content, it calls them what? Clean. You can check, I want clean. I want my lyrics on my iPad to be clean. So that means even Tim Cook knows that there is a difference between explicit content and clean. So if there's a difference then as believers, should we touch the unclean thing? I mean, they warned you before the song. Wouldn't that be unclean? But the big problem with it isn't what iTunes says. It's what it does to you. Now, if we come in here and we sing songs that glorify God, then it changes us in a way that supposedly makes us better. Am I right? But if we listen to somebody cussing us out for four minutes and talking explicit about the life we used to live, don't you think that's going to nudge the old man a little bit and be like, hey man, he talking about you. Oh, that's a hard word right there, boy. Folk looking like, ooh. Hey, well, well, I just, I mean, I'm just, I'm just reading the scriptures. He said, touch not the unclean thing and I will do what? Will do what? Receive you. So God is making a difference saying, no, there's a difference. Now, I don't understand, Kurt. Why don't you dance to your own song? Your, your song ain't good enough? It's not popular enough? As believers, we are supposed to be alive and born into a new life, not struggle with what? Not struggle with dead works that destroy us. Being alive in Christ means that every part of us is living and moving forward. Romans 8 and 13, for if ye live after the flesh, you're going to what? You're going to what? Die. Die. But if ye through the spirit do kill, mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So if you kill the body and create the dead man, you're going to make it. But if, they, if you and the dead man are one and the same, you're not going to make it. Because you carrying around a dead body, you touching an unclean thing. Can I preach in here? I mean, really, how many of y'all aren't the same as you were before you got saved? Raise your hand. Now, what's different? Yeah, but what, what, what's, what changed? Everything changed. 
should have. So the things you used to do, you don't want to do anymore. Like, why are we even talking about Drake? Man, I don't need to listen to no Drake. Why are you listening to cussing and riding around to it? The only thing that'll make you want to listen to perversion in music is if perversion is in you. Amen. When I hear it, I want to turn it off. Amen. I can't watch no movie with a whole bunch of cussing and sex in it. I ain't going to watch no porn flick. Man, it ain't really that. See, they, but I mean, they just showing you what people be doing. <laughs> ain't all pornography like that. I mean, what? No, I'm not going to be watching a bunch of nudity and all that stuff. I'm, I'm just not doing it. Because I ain't trying to wake up the dead man. You don't want him up. Once, he, once he's up, he start touching stuff. Everything get contaminated. Oh, I'm preaching in here. Boy, this word is too hard for somebody, man. You know I'm going to preach against sin every Sunday. Where you been? Amen. You thought you said Joel Osteen's church, didn't you? No, nah, man, we talk about it. We preach against sin in here because sin is what leads to the dysfunction that we all fighting. We all fighting dysfunction. Got a pastor tell me, oh man, let's see, you know, there's got to be a balance though. You know, you can't touch on sin every week. You know, you got to touch on. So I said, your son is gay. Maybe if you had touched on sin every week, he wouldn't be getting touched on. Well, I mean, what are we talking about? See, your son needed just like you needed. You need to preach against it so you will be saying it. You're trying to lower the standard because you're tired of hearing something. What? Being alive in Christ means that every part of us is living and moving forward. If you live after the flesh, you're going to die. But if you kill the flesh by the spirit, you'll live. Amen? So we're going to talk about what this dead man contaminates. How it contaminates you when this dead man is awakened. And you got to be careful. I tell y'all all the time, know yourself and know your limits. Something that don't bother somebody else might bother you. Something that don't bother you may bother somebody else. So don't be trying to encourage them to do something. Man, come see this movie, man. It's just a little cussing, man. And just, just a few breasts. It's like, brother, I don't, I don't, I don't watch R-rated movies. I, I, I can't do it, man. You know, I, I just can't go, you know. Oh, man. Come on, man. Come, you might as well grow horns. Come on, man. Are you trying to make him go? He obviously trying to keep himself from something. Oh, man, it ain't nothing but a movie, man. It ain't, man, it ain't nothing but a movie. Maybe to you. Amen. I'll be waking folks dead man up. You become a stumbling block. There's a special place in hell for stumbling blocks. That's why I preach against these artists doing what Kurt did. You, you just become a stumbling block. Man, you just told all them kids to turn Drake on. All your fans. And you may be old enough to just see it as trivial, but these young folks, when they hear it, it becomes life to them. And you're responsible. I wouldn't want that blood on my hands. And you know how you keep the blood off your hands? Just preach the gospel. Preach the Bible the way it's written. Amen. 
And see, y'all just don't have fun. And just, why do your fun always involve something perverted? My fun don't need perversion. You have to sin to have fun? Something wrong with you. You know, I mean, I'm saved, but man, I got to have my fun. I mean, I just got... Why is your fun hurting you and other people? Why does all, everything you want to do fun hurt your wife? And the Bible said, love thy neighbor as what? Thyself. All the fun you want to have hurts your husband and destroys your home. Dead man will contaminate your faith. You keep flirting with the dead man, it's going to contaminate your faith. Our faith without works is dead. The dead man can hinder our faith and make us live a double life of sin while maintaining that we are born again. This paradox produces faith with no real works to show for it. You call yourself a Christian, but man, I would have to be Helen Keller to believe you. Can't hear or see or talk. Because my eyes are telling me you're not. My ears are telling me you're not. How can we be in Christ and not live for Christ? To use his blood as an excuse to practice dead works is faithless. Your faith has been contaminated. Romans 6 and 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but allow unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So he says, reckon yourselves to be what? Dead indeed to what? To sin. So if you're going to live for God, you're supposed to be dead to sin. You're supposed to be trying to kill sin every chance you get. But people with contaminated faith, they'll just say they're saved, but they can't show it. Their faith has been contaminated. You know why? Because the dead man touched it, and now it's unclean. Can I keep going here? Your hope can be contaminated. Y'all, this is, this is the sad one right here. The dead man will contaminate your hope. People that do not bury their dead man are usually pessimistic when it comes to the righteousness of God and living for them. I saw one preacher apologize. Apologize to a lesbian couple in the church for not christening their baby. Yeah. Walked up to her. You know, they always apologize on behalf of the whole body of Christ. Why do they do that? From Just from the depths of me. For the whole body of Christ. You've been done wrong. You, we, we, we did you wrong. And we need to apologize. And christening, you know, christening, that's Catholic anyway. That's infantile baptism. You can't dedicate no baby by the sprinkling of it. That's, that's all Catholic. That's why we ain't had one here. You can go to your mama's church and do it. We ain't doing it here because it don't make no sense. That baby don't know what you're doing. Dedicate this baby. And they turn out to be the biggest hellion ever. 11 years old robbing stuff. What happened to the christening? Robbing stuff with a certificate in his back pocket. <laughs> they ain't going to do nothing. That don't change nothing. 
bad. Let's have an adult christening. When you get pregnant, let's bring you up here and sprinkle you. That's what's going to make the baby right. Amen. That's what we don't do it here. It don't make no sense. I, y'all can't explain it. If, you know, when stuff, when stuff don't make sense, I'm just not doing it. I don't care. I just don't care. You come back with pictures and upload your pictures on Facebook. Ever. You, you ain't going to see this in, in the background. Because we're not doing it here because it don't make any sense to me. I don't understand it. And some of us did it because that was a part of what the church did or whatever. But, man, explain it to me, please. Where did it come from? What does it do for the child? So ain't no lesbian, there was a whole lot about that that was just wrong. First of all, why are you apologizing for doing something that don't have nothing to do with church anyway? Second of all, that's a lesbian couple. They didn't have that baby. They, they, they do this stuff to get uploads and views. They, they get views and comments. They do this stuff. Oh, it looks like my comments are going down. I'm not as popular. I don't have as many views. Let me do something controversial. When you speak, or the dead man will always kill the hope of freedom from sins. When you speak of living right or living by Christ's teachings, the dead man will call it religion. Now the popular saying is about, it's not about religion, but it's about relationship. No rules, just relationship. Man, what kind of relationship is that? There's not a woman alive that, well, there might be. They want to be with a man with no rules. No man wants a home with no rules. How are you going to run your home without rules? No rules, no religion? What is that? These types of people have no desire to live right. That's why they don't want no rules. They don't want no rules because they don't want to live right. They're living without rules anyway. They have no desire to live right or pursue God's plan because they have lost hope in it. Their dead man has contaminated their perspective and caused them to embrace dead works and sin as a lifestyle practice. 1 John 3 and 8, the one who practices sin is of the devil. Can I say that again? The Bible says the one that just keeps on practicing sin is of the devil. For the devil had sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Y'all still with me? Is it too hot? Or is the the word too hot? It's a combination of both. It will contaminate your love. Fooling with the dead, man. Man, it'll mess your marriage up. It'll mess your relationships up. Fooling with the dead man. Our world generally considers admiration or envy as love. That's what they think love is now. They really think love is people that want to be like you. Oh, man. Ooh, I got a whole video on this, but... Yeah, they consider admiration and envy as love because you want to be me you love me and because you want to be me I love you because you believe I'm right even when I'm wrong so I love you you don't harm me 
with the words from your mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. No, that's a whole lot of people I don't need to survive. That's a gay song. I love you. I need gay. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I might. I might. You stay in here long enough, you might get harmed with some words from my mouth. I don't mean I don't love you. My sons get harmed with words from my mouth sometimes. Amen. Words from my mouth and licks from my belt. I bet they'd rather have the words from my mouth. Let him, let Jonathan sing the song. He gonna change some words around. <laughs> yeah, but they think that they consider admiration and envy as love. Because you want to be like me, because you want what I have, you want my status, you want my family, you love me. And I love you too. I love my fans. I love y'all. We love you too. No, you don't. No, none of y'all love each other. None of y'all. Real love tells the truth. If the truth isn't being told, there's no love there. You got to tell the truth. Celebrities, artists, and famous people feel that they are loved by strangers. They, they believe they're loved. Even little Uzi Vert. Y'all saw the video I posted of him telling the folks that they were going to hell. I should have showed. I wanted to show that in here. In his concert, the one I put in part 12, in his concert, he got up and said, y'all, this is the rapture. And because y'all don't see nobody going up to heaven, that means y'all all going to hell with me. And some of the kids in there started kind of screaming, whatever. He's like, uh-uh, it's too late. You in here now. He said, you already here. It's too late. He said, you've heard the song a billion times. And you still came. But I love you. I still love you. Y'all love me. I was watching that like. I mean. <laughs> what? The rapper told you. Y'all going to hell with me. And then, oh, let's on to the next song. But then told him he loved him. Y'all love me? And he's like, yeah, we love you. And then some of the comments said, I'd rather go to hell with little Uzi than be in heaven with a bunch of old people. <laughs> See, they just straight up. That somebody sent me, well, my son, he, he, he sends me that stuff. He sent me one of the little graphics of them dancing in hell. They're like, we in hell with little Uzi. And they made a whole little meme. Us dancing in hell with Uzi. Y'all, this is... I mean, like, the, all that's left is for the devil to come out with his own record. That's all that has to happen. The same radio stations are gonna play him. If Satan came out with an album, Elder, it, it'd be number one hit. The same radio says, then he's going to record with a gospel artist. And they're going to play that at the Stella Awards. Then when I say something against it, the same folks, I'll oh, see, I mean, you don't know, he might be saved. 
You don't know. You don't know. He might. He might have gave his life. To Satan. There's hope. There's hope for everybody. The blood of Jesus. His mercy endureth forever. <laughs> what? You know they would say that. Make an excuse. It's just music. I mean, you know, it's just music. I mean, it's just, you know. Even common people feel that social media friends and strangers love them. So not just the celebrities and stuff. Folks in here right now believe that their friends online love them. Man, that Periscope came out. I never Periscoped. I can't do that live stuff. And everybody's sending hearts and junk while I'm talking. It doesn't make no sense. I mean, I'm talking and hard. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, 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 how you doing? And um, see, and guys, oh, oh, I see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And see, what they got? You know, and then when you record it and play it back later, the hearts and stuff ain't on there, so you just look schizophrenic. Yes, and see, and God is really, what? What? How you gonna say that to me? See, because you don't understand. What? Huh? What is wrong with him? But they send these hearts. I mean, sending hearts. I love you. Love you. Love you. We love you. That's everybody. Oh, why are you talking? We love you. We love you. And you don't even know me. And that's what people are caught up in. They really believe their followers love them. They believe that's love. But this is not true love because there is no regulation of it or proof of it. The real love is in your home. That's the love. Not your homeboy that keep trying to take you to the strip club. He don't love you. And you married too? He's trying to destroy your marriage. He's coming against the foundation of your marriage. Can he love you? Your homegirl is telling you to talk crazy to your husband because she don't have one? Does she really love you? But this is not true love. The dead man cannot love because it constantly hurts loved ones in an effort to please itself. So wherever the dead man is involved, it's just going to keep hurting people so it can be pleased. This is why it seeks admiration and envy as a form of love because true love requires us to love our neighbors as what? As ourselves. 1 John 3 and 14. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in what? Death. death. And that brother don't have to be a blood brother. That brother could be your wife or husband. You're supposed to love them like you love yourself. Amen. Consider them. Not hurt them. If you know things are hurtful to them, why do you keep doing it? He that loveth not his brother abideth in what? Death. Contaminated relationships. A dead man contaminates relationships and causes people to consider themselves only and be loyal to no one else. This causes you to either hide from others or broadcast your sinfulness to others. That's the big thing. Folks online, just broadcast their sinfulness to folks. Go on their Instagram, Lord have mercy. Everybody got the locked Instagram now, boy, you got to friend them. And man, ain't no telling what you see on some of these folks' pages. Just broadcast their sinfulness. This will cause you to run off people that truly love you. Now, here's the thing. 
The devil wants you to act a fool and live narcissistically and selfishly so you'll run people off that could really help you. Oh, I just preached in here. Yeah, it's folks that came to this church. I know God sent them to me to be their pastor, but they bounced, had to get away. Had to get away because they, they, they uh-uh, no, they didn't want to make the changes. They didn't want to, no, no. They would rather kick somebody out of their life that could really help them and then get online and find all this false love and false junk and end up in a worse state than they were before. This will cause you to run people off that truly love you. People that are willing to go the distance with you are denied access, and you will only embrace those that will validate your own false self image. There are people that were placed in your life to help you, but because you would not bury the dead man, you were contaminated by him, and your beneficial relationships are now dead like him. Galatians 4 and 16. Am I therefore become your enemy, Paul says, because I tell you the truth? You don't like me because I told you the truth? You got mad? In your feelings? You know, and that's funny how the world pushes the opposite of God. You know, in God's eyes, no man is supposed to be in his feelings. You're not. Oh, I didn't get many claps. We talk about it at Heroes all the time. Bruh, you ain't supposed to be in your feelings. Always hurt. Feel some kind of way. These are the words they use. I'm so hurt. I feel some kind of way. I'm in my feelings. Brother, you a woman. A woman is supposed to be in her feelings. Feel some kind of way. The Bible said, hell have no fury like a woman scorned. It didn't say a man scorned. That's just nasty. I'm scorned. You can't say that and sound straight. Scorn. You better get up and go to work and do something with your life. Man, I had brothers cry in front of me. I mean, they just, ooh, just weeping. Ooh, man, you don't understand. I'd be like. You finished? Okay, now it's time, it's time to do business. mean you have to be super tough all the time but you ain't gonna be in your feelings you in your feelings and she in her feelings I mean, what's gonna happen in the house nobody know what to do you got to be able to be logical make logical decisions remember God even when God would get mad remember God would when he got mad before he would destroy something he would give folks a chance he wouldn't be in his feelings and just I mean, the world would be gone by now if God got in his feelings. No, he's like, go, go, y'all go inside. I'm just trying to find me somebody. I'll wait. Go try to find me somebody that'll live right and I won't destroy it. God ain't in his feelings. He's using logic. And that's how we have to be as men. That don't mean you don't hurt. 
That don't mean you don't have feelings, but man, you don't get in them. And start functioning because of the way you feel? Man, get away from me. I can't stand emotional men. And you know, emotional men, can't, they, they can't hang around me long either. They're going to eventually just have to just, all right, all right. Because, man, we, we ain't going to do that. Amen. Can I preach in here? Yeah, because, see, when you're in your feelings all the time, all it takes for another man to come and be in his feelings and some, something, something start, something, something. That's, that, that's where it, that, yes. That's where it, yes. Somebody needs to be able to make a logical decision. Oh, nah, bro. Get out of here. Can I tell the truth in here? Y'all know I'm going to just, I don't care. It's hot anyway. Let me finish. Summary. This was good to me. Amen. God told me something. I think it was last, well, when we were moving in this church. God told me when you move in this church, you just, you got to raise the standard to my standard. And you got to preach it every time, every time you preach, you got to preach my standard. God's standard of holiness got to keep preaching it. Amen. You may get tired of it, then I'm sorry, because it's not changing. We're going to keep God's standard so we can act right and try our best to be pleasing unto him. Amen. We don't need to be coming in here preaching against divorce and, and, and promiscuity and lust and perversion, all this kind of stuff, preaching, preaching against the effects of it without preaching against it. I can sit up and give y'all stats on how the world is crazy. I can do that every Sunday. But what good is that going to do if I'm not helping prevent it? The world is crazy because of immorality. Immorality, not living up to God's standard. Doing stuff that God said don't do. That's what makes the world crazy. And that's what I got to preach against. Fighting with our dead man is normal. The Bible says that we war with our flesh. And we must continue to fight with it daily. Our dead man may be dead, but it has our flesh as an ally. Anybody learn that? Yeah, you learned that pretty young. The dead man may be dead, but he'll use your body. Your body, that's his boy. He go to waking stuff up. Amen. Stuff that you put to death. Stuff you said you wouldn't do anymore. You get that tap on the shoulder. I think it's about time we rekindle that old, uh-huh. A dead man, he has your flesh as an ally. This means that the only way we can win battles against our flesh is through our spiritual ally, Jesus Christ. So your, 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 the devil has your flesh, or your, your dead man has your flesh as an ally, but Christ is your spiritual ally. That's how you defeat the dead man. He came to show us how to reduce the power of the flesh and increase the power of his spirit. That's easy. That's easy. All you got to do is turn off and stop doing the stuff that reduces, I mean, the stuff that increases sin and do the stuff that decreases sin. Read the Bible, pray, talk to the Lord. Watch, watch his stuff sometimes. <laughs> 
Amen. I mean, no, but all the gospel music, I mean, Snoop is in the gospel music. Then you, you just ride around and sing yourself. Make melody in your own heart and record it and just keep playing it. Folk act like without music, I mean, what, what are we going to do? Like the world would be a wreck without What did they do before records? They waited on somebody to come sing. <laughs> just because it's convenient don't mean you have to always do it. If we do not live according to Christ's plan for us, then we will continue to lose battles to our dead man and eventually contaminate various facets of our lives. Our faith, hope, love, and relationships will all suffer at the hands of our dead man. In order to keep these things alive, we must keep our dead man what? Dead. dead. Leviticus 22, this is the law. And this is the, listen to this, how he's using this metaphorically. It says unto them, whosoever he be of all your seed among your generations that goeth unto the holy things, with the children of Israel hollow unto the which the children of Israel hollow unto the Lord, having his uncleanness upon him, that soul shall be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. So he's saying, whenever you coming into the presence of the holy thing and you got uncleanness on you, he said, I'm gonna cut you off. What man soever of the seed of Aaron is a leper or hath a running issue? He shall not eat of the holy things until he be clean. And whosoever touches anything that is unclean by the dead or a man whose seed goeth from him. Or whoever toucheth any creeping thing whereby he may be made unclean. Or a man of whom he may take uncleanness whatsoever uncleanness he has. The soul which has touched any such shall be unclean until even. And shall not eat of the holy things unless he wash his flesh with what? Water. And when the sun is down, he shall be clean. And shall afterwards eat of the holy things because it is his food. That which dieth of itself, if it just died on its own or is torn up by a beast, he shall not eat to defile himself therewith. I am the Lord. So it's even saying stuff that self-terminated or stuff that was tore up. Don't even mess with that. That'll defile you. I'm the Lord. They shall therefore keep my ordinance, lest they bear sin for it. And what? Die. So this is God showing you how he feels about the unclean things trying to mix with the holy things. There is no mixture. So once you got the mixture, you are unclean. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com. 